This is for my name. All right, let's get into it. I'm back again. <laughs> I ain't I come on hot. Even know if you would have, yes. you even know any gospel songs by Why name? would I do that? Like, it's not, it's just not even. <laughs> I know you like low them. <laughs> I want the vibes right now. I'm happy this to be here to again today with you all. Sure once this song fades out, we're about to get real busy. And there it is. Welcome back, everybody. This is She. And I, I am your host, B-Love, and like always, I have my very special host with me, India Marie. Oh, India Marie and B-Love, the husband and wife duo you didn't know you need, but you got us and we are here to stay. This is the best thing to happen on a Tuesday since Monday. Give it up for myself one time. Last week. Last week I said that absolutely wrong. You did. <laughs> and I feel you did. I feel disgusted with myself for even saying it wrong. Now, I hope y'all listened to last week. We had um some of my family members, good friends of ours on the podcast, and we talked about juggling. And I spelled juggling wrong. I'll be honest, I spelled <laughs> juggling wrong. We talked about juggling family. Uh, uh what did we talk about? Family, kids, kids sex, all, all of the above. But now I have Another phenomenal couple on this person is really like if it were anybody beside my blood, like he would be it. You know, like you got your brothers, your blood brothers, and then you have your fraternity brothers, but then you have your line brothers. I want to give it up for my line brother and his beautiful wife right now. Hold on, let me hit the round of applause. <laughs> give it up one time for my brother Brian and Tanisha. Yo, what up, fam? How y'all doing? Man, good, good. Man, good, man. Thank y'all for coming on, man. Is everything good over there? How y'all doing? Man, we glad to be here, bro. We glad to be rocking with y'all today. We feeling good. Good, 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 brother. Good. Well, listen, thank y'all for being on here as always, man. You know I look up to y'all relationship. I think it's beautiful. I think it's great. <laughs> Two kids in, one of them on the camera. It's amazing. <laughs> How is that different? How is that two-kid life? Because I've been telling Beard I got baby fever. Uh, it's different. <laughs> So the, <laughs> the juggling goes to another level, right? So you have to divide and conquer. Right. You know, you take one, I take one kind of thing. So I would say you amp it up. It's amped up a little. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so we... Handed it off. It, it's like when, when, you, when you hit, when you have another baby, when you have that second kid, you already know what to expect and do. But it's never... Uh, a, a dull moment at, right, at the crib. Right. It's going to always be something. So you just right. got to be sure that, you know, your energy is going to be up and you're going to be able to do it a second time. Um, I just tell people don't wait too late. But let me be honest. If I had it my way, I would have been like one. I would roll with that one. Hey, what did Give it up. <laughs> See, so I told you my line, brother, man. Listen, a man after my own yeah. heart. If it's up to me, Bruh, I'm one and done. done. I'm Blake is great. <laughs> hey, I'm good. I, that was not the agreement. This, I didn't think we that had an the, agreement. That was, two was the compromise. I initially actually Ooh. wanted three. We had one, and I was like, I no longer no. want three, but I at least want two. And, but since we're here, I wouldn't trade Lil B for the world. Right. Man. It's, it's, it's the best thing. 
But just, right and the other thing is, Man, uh, just don't let people pressure you. If you want to do one, just do one. If you want to do two, do two. Do what you want to do, mm-hmm. and, and and make it work. And it's re- you know what? I got a question for y'all too. You just made me think about something, bro. And then I'm gonna get into the game. We're gonna play a quick game, but I got a question right off the bat. Do y'all have like a community of help around you all? You know what I mean? Like a grandmother, not even a grandmother, but somebody that y'all can go and trust that can watch the um, kids. Yeah, so we have to, we build a community around us. So we have people, nice. like godparents who are always here. And yep. then, you know, we have babysitters and I have, you know, backups too. Because just in case it <laughs> happens, right? So you have to have someone because you have to give yourself a break as parents, right? You gotta find time to date again, but also that you need that support from other couples who have mm-hmm. two kids or, or more. Um, they can kind of give you advice on how to if you ever run into some challenges or you just need some advice, right? Yeah. And, and the, but the other piece of that is, you know, most of our fam is, you know, in Memphis. We're from Memphis and she's from Georgia. So but the reality is not even that community of people is always available. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you got to mm-hmm. kind of take the good with the bad. And sometimes we, you know, we ta- have to bring the kids along if we want to go hang. Um, and so, you know, if we want to go out or something, we, it's a whole planning process mm-hmm. trying to find people in advance. You can't just yep. do something off the fly anymore. So. But yeah. but yeah, yeah, and and I think nah, I think there's something that everybody has to consider too when thinking about having multiple kids. That's why I'm saying like, I'm cool with one. Yeah. One baby is okay with me, but I understand you know the joy of having multiple babies. But at the same time, I think that we have to do a better job of making sure that we're on the same page when it comes to our community aspect. Right now, we only have. Two reliable people that we let watch Blake, and they're they're, they're amazing, right? They're we amazing. Got, we got trust issues. <laughs> she has trust issues, like Tanisha said. She's built a community. Tanisha just said the community is there, right? With us, we have a two. It's not a community. Well, that's a game. But no, that's not true. It was different before COVID. I okay. had a lineup. I mean, I had like four people that I could call for as far as babysitters. Mm-hmm. And then I have a close friend. Her mom watches him. And then his old daycare teacher used to watch him too. Okay. But, but when COVID started, I didn't want people in and out of the house. Right. So mm-hmm. we pretty much lost touch with like half of our lineups. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. we haven't been anywhere. Yeah. I get yeah. It. So we got to re-up. Right. Exactly. Yeah. We all do. Yeah. 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 Well, let me go ahead and get into this game, man. Like I said, I want to, I want to hold y'all too, but let me hop into this game. Let me hit my button. I haven't hit the button in a long time. Let me hit it. See you night, icebreaker. Get to know the best guest. You know you missed it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I forgot. You know, you know, you missed the vibes. So I want you guys to formally. Meet my family. I would call them my family. So this is going to be great. So this is a new game, right, that I made up. And it's called Who's More Likely, right? So all you guys are going to do is tell me which one of you, and you don't don't look at each other and try to figure it out on the fly. Tell me which one is more likely to do the thing that I'm going to say. So here we go. First question right here. Who's more likely to turn the heat on and complain about it when it gets too hot in the house? Me. <laughs> Listen, I just saw India a minute ago. I said, India, man, it's hot as 
hell in this house right now. And she was like, well, you turned the heat up in the morning. I did. I turned the heat up in the morning, right. but now it's hot. It's hot in here right now. Turn it back down. So, so, there you go. There you go. All right. Another quick question. Here we go. Who's more likely to be the biggest baby when they are sick? <laughs> it's always the man. It is always the man. Men cannot handle being sick. Tell, tell the people the truth. You're going to lie? I'm, I'm not people. lying. <laughs> Tell the people the Lord. The truth. I ain't lying. Tell the people the truth. It's Brian. I don't know what you're talking about. It's your brother. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> 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 your, your, your leg is hot right now. She's putting her leg on me and it's burning up. My leg is sweating. All right. It's hot in here. It is really a last question. It's the next and last question. Here we go. And this one is good too because I think uh, I'm not going to sway the jury, but I think all women suffer for, from this. Here we go. Who's more likely to leave the oven on when they leave the house? Oh, that's her. Oh, me. That's her. Yeah. The yeah. oven, the iron. Yeah, the, the, the flat iron. The curlers. She burned my whole house down. <laughs> when I had hair, I, I would leave the house yeah. and I would have to call Barry, like, can you go see if I unplugged him, please? <laughs> and I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I'd be so mad, but I'm like, bro, you didn't, you didn't like, you know, you left the oven on like 400. Right. Matter of fact, you left it on broil. The whole house is about to house. explode. Now you just exaggerate. I've never left the oven on broil. Yeah, just, just burn it up. Right. Cook the whole damn house. Burn it up. It's yours. Like, but you know. he doesn't ever <laughs> unplug the iron. Like he will literally just because leave the iron plugs up for days. He just because exactly. the iron turns off by itself. There's a sensor on the iron. There's not a sensor on the oven. There's a but you still be able to remember yeah, if you is. plug it up, you can go unplug it. As soon as you get done. Oh. Really, I finna say you can actually just unplug it and put it up. <laughs> right. Thank you. Y'all listen. Unplug curling. Curling. Turn the oven off. Remember that. There it is. Cause a curling iron doesn't have a sense on it either. See, I want to get the full use out of the iron. So when I leave it on, I'm leaving it on for a purpose. <laughs> That's just like you saying, I'm not going to make the bed up in the morning because I'm getting back in it at night. I don't That's the right. same thing. <laughs> I, I, I like my bed to be made up because I don't like clutter. You know what I mean? I don't like clutter. But listen, man, once again, see? See? They feel it. Let me ask y'all this then. Speaking of that, do you guys always make the bed up? I do. I do. Okay. I don't like to come back I home and to kick I, I like the bed. So, you know, I like, we got to make the bed up or I'll make it up real quick. It takes, what, five minutes? Quick. But it's it's so wild because at first, like, he would never leave the room before the bed was made up. And now, mm-hmm. like, we, we started a rule, like, whoever gets out the bed last makes the bed up. Okay. But he has gotten, I mean, granted, I get out the bed after him most of the time. Mm-hmm. And so the rare occasion that I do get out the bed before him, he will not make it up now. Oh, I see. Because sometimes we just have so much going on. We have so much on our mind that, when, you know, when we get up, we just we just have to get up and go because we're just we got so much to do to make sure that we have time at the end of the day to spend with y'all, to spend with the kids and be sure Come everybody on, is taken care of. Oh, you could. And we don't have that much going on. We're not well, saying that. Oh, it, we're just <laughs> yeah. 
Why? It's five minutes. It's five minutes. Why? It's five minutes. Those five minutes could maybe be spent on me thinking about how to write you a love letter. You okay, know what well, I mean? Well, just say that you feel like I'm the designated bed maker then. Just say that. I feel like you're the designated sleeper as much as you sleep. <laughs> Bruh. I, I, I'm, a, I'm an eight-hour girl. Me too. <laughs> like, I'm going to tell you something about you <laughs> right now. I'm an eight-hour girl. <laughs> Ten. Ten. Big ten. ten. What time you get up, T? Ten. At the very last minute. Oh, you get up at ten? The very last minute. So if I gotta be okay. to work at eight, I'm gonna get up about seven. But that's per well, <laughs> that's pre, me. That's pre-COVID though. So now it's you know seven forty-five. What time do you wake up on a Saturday? Ten. Eleven. Ten. Eleven. Ten thirty. And you go to sleep. Yo, yo, you feeling yeah. good? And I gotta be up. <laughs> You're a morning person. I, are I you? Which say, one? You okay, who's the morning person? Me, Fair, for sure. Me. I've never been a morning person. You and I are like <laughs> that. See, you and I, are like I understand. Well, listen, man. Once again, once again, thank y'all, thank y'all for coming on. So now we got the we got the game out of the way. Hope y'all enjoyed that. And you yeah. know what I'm about to do next. If you listen alone, you know the song. Let's During one the time. week, we got D. Hey. Chill. Let's talk on the podcast. Yes, indeed. So I wanted to have my esteemed guest on. <laughs> my esteemed guest on today on the podcast for one reason because Indy's always getting on me about reading the Bible and this, that, and the third and going to church. Listen. I go to church. Not right now. COVID. COVID. COVID-19. Bear, before COVID. <laughs> I was praying. I will see Barrett in church. You have, he's never initiated was, to go to church. Ever. I was praying. I was, I, I was praying. praying. But, but, I wanted to have, uh, I wanted to have this great couple on because I do feel like if anybody knows anything about church, it's my line brother. So I said, man, yeah, for sure. I got, I know just who to call. <laughs> And I had a bunch of questions to ask, man. So I guess the first thing I would say is my, my first question would be to you all. How important is it to find somebody that has or yeah, not even or that has the same beliefs as you in, in a relationship um, to prosper in a relationship? I mean, we can all be with somebody and not prosper. So how important do y'all think that is? So that, that's a good question, Sam. Um it's just as important as it is um, with a couple talking about um, their goals for finances, their goals in life. Because um, since we're going to talk about faith, the Bible talks about how can two walk together unless they agree. So if we're going to walk in the same direction, then that means that we can hold hands and walk in the same direction. Right. Uh, it, but however, if we're holding hands and try to walk in different directions, that means at some point, our hands are going to let go and we're going to keep moving. So uh, I think it's important, man, because there's, you know, there's a lot that's happening in life and there's a lot of things that's going on. And so I think it, it's incredibly important. It's up there with just everything else that, that's on your list that you're talking about, um, because whether you know it or not and whether people, regardless of where you are, you don't have to be this holy roller saint. Y'all know us. We're not, you know, y'all know us for real. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to be this holy roller saint. But it is good to know that you got somebody who can encourage you, can pray with you and for you um, 
and who just has your back in the area of faith and can pull you through when you're down, man. So I think it's incredibly important, just just as much as any other goals um, that you talk about. Yeah. And I think, too, like you said, just because you are not, say, in church every Sunday or you are just involved in a lot of things in ministry, that does not mean that you as a couple, as long as you agree that you do believe in God and you can meet each other where you are spiritually. So it takes time, really, like it does in a relationship to develop. It does take time to develop a relationship with God. So I think if one is further along, it does not mean um, that that is bad at all. It actually is very helpful because you can encourage each other and pull each other through it. So are there any ways that y'all spend time with God together, like in your house? Like, you know, obviously you go to church, you're worshiping together when you go to church with your spouse, but in what ways do you do that while you're at home? All right. So that's a good question. So, you know, honestly, that's, that's easier said than done. Um, because mm-hmm. sometimes it's, you, you say, okay, we're going to spend time and read the word together. Okay. We, we tried that before and it's like, okay, we got so much going on. So for us, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's just be real. Right? Um, let's just be real. Sometimes it's, babe, what do you think about this? And it may be a question about faith. What do you think the pastor said this? I didn't necessarily agree with the pastor you know, when he or she said that, what do you think about this? Or what are your thoughts on this? Mm -hmm. So sometimes us spending time together outside of us praying with one another and praying for one another is us just having a a faith-based conversation. Conversation. I just want to know where you are. What are your thoughts on that? So it's not always, let's sit down together. Let's open the Bible. Turn to Luke 15, 18. Like, let's just talk through it. And if we talk about a scripture, then let's do that. If it leads to that, and sometimes it does, but sometimes for us, we could be in the kitchen and I'll be like, what do you think about this? This, this is what I was reading in my, my time. And, you know, what do you think about that? You know, so it's different. It's different for everybody. No, I, I think there's more natural too. You know, like, and this, and this is me. It could be different for somebody else. My opinion is the way you laid it out is a natural way for couples to go about their day. Like, it doesn't seem staged. It doesn't seem forced. It's like, hey, I was reading. I have my, my mom bought me a daily devotional. I think she was trying to tell me something. I think she was trying to tell me my drawers was on fire. But she bought me a daily devotional, and I've been reading it. And I think I, I think it's very entertaining, too. I think the daily devotional is really good. It's called Words of Jesus for Men. I read it every day. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, like me reading this, the first one I read, I told you about it, right? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't forced. It was like, man, let me tell you, I was just talking to such and such about this. And then I messed around, opened a devotional, and there it was in the book. And then I didn't even know, you know. So I got into a whole bag about it. But it wasn't like a, a time period where India and I had to sit down. Now, if India didn't believe like I believed, to um, Tanisha's point, if she didn't believe like I believed, then... We couldn't have that conversation. So I do agree that it's something to be said about people who are people who plan to be together to at least be on the same page when it comes to faith. I was going to say, um, I know you said that, you know, y'all pray together. Is that something that y'all have always done or did they have to come like gradually within y'all's relationship? Let me be honest. No, that's not what we've always done, because sometimes um, when things are going good, sometimes 
you know, you, you just get in this mode and in this zone. Okay, everything cool. So we good, we good. And sometimes, you know, early on, you know, just we just regular people like everybody else. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes sure. we were we've been in that space too, where when something happens, then we draw close. Um, but as mm. we progressed in our marriage, we started to see because we were people of faith, how important praying for one another is. Because sometimes there will be times I could pick up something on her and I can say, whoa, wait a minute. I'm feeling this on you. I'm feeling this from you. (laughs) You know, what's going on with you? How can I pray for you? How can I pray with you? And she do the same for me because at the end of the day, I wanted her to be good and she want me to be good. And so uh, with a lot of things, we just had to realize that prayer is important because when you step outside of the door, there's a lot of stuff praying, P-R-E-Y-I-N-G, on both of us. Right on. And so we just got to be sure that we both cover. Man, you know what? I'm going to tie a current event because sometimes, you know, the devil can try to throw a coup in your relationship. Like they try, like Donald yeah. Trump tried to throw a coup. Yeah. Like they can, they, they can happen. The devil can come in and intervene and take uh-huh. over. But no, I just... <laughs> At any moment. <laughs> See what I'm saying? And no, I, I, I definitely agree with that. Now, with that being said, you said that like everybody else, you guys draw close when things get hard. Well, is there... Oh, has there been a time where you guys had to rely more on faith and just more on each other? Because times has gotten hard. We mentioned on the last episode, man, 2020, we saw the light at the end of the tunnel. We was about to run through it, and it said divorce. We was out this thing. <laughs> we <was> out. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he ain't told no lie. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, well, I'll let you go. You, you start this no, go ahead. All right. So we, we've been to that point. Yeah. And, yeah. and anything worth having and working toward, something that's going to be great is not going to come easy. Mm-hmm. It's going to be ups. It's going to be downs. And especially in relationships and marriages, what we have to remember is not only are we dealing with ourselves emotionally, spiritually, and psychologically and emotionally, but we're dealing with that other person and trying to understand that other person. So naturally, it's not going to come easy. So there are there are going to be times where it's up and down. And when we had our first daughter, when we had our first daughter, she hit me one day and was like, I'm done. Like, like for real, for real. Yeah. she she hit me. She was at work and I was like, oh, man, she was like, I'm done. And there was a lot of things going on. And mm. I was like, man. Come on, we just had a baby. We can't do this as a baby. Like we have to get out of our selfishness and really put into practice this thing that we preach and that we believe. Like if we're gonna believe God brought us together, we gotta believe that He brought us together for a purpose and that we gotta really trust Him and seek Him and get out of ourselves to be objective in what He wants us to do. But we were on that road too, bro. We were on that road too. And so <laughs> Um, for us, I think it came, there was a lot of things that happened, but, you know, one of the years it came for us in 2015 where, you know, it was, okay. there was a word spoken over us and confirmed, you know, that we were supposed to be together. I mean, we have been together since undergrad, you know, me. Um, yeah, yeah, I remember, I remember. Also, when so y'all wait, was, tell us, uh, I was going to say, tell us how long y'all have been together and how long y'all been married. So, so we've been together since my freshman year in college, her sophomore year. So about 05. 2005. 2005, we've been rocking. 
And in 2015 okay. years. 11, we got married. So we're, we're coming up on 10 years this year. So we've been together through it all. So. And when y'all were having, I guess, the, the roughest yeah. moments of marriage, what, what year was that? Was that year two, three? Yeah, 2014, when Tatum was after When divorce was on the table, it was 2014. So a lot of people talk okay. about, you know, the first year, is, is tough and it and that is because there's a merging or there's a collision of two histories coming together. So you gotta you gotta mm-hmm. sift through all of that history and create your own, uh, create your own life and your own way of being. And so for us, uh, to the third to yeah the third year was 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 it like year one year two was rough year three but year three we were like all right we out. <laughs> Pack it up, run to the end of the tunnel. Let's go. I don't think people realize like how difficult those first couple of years of marriage really are. Yeah. I would say like the first five years, it takes a lo- a little while just to get the kinks out, you know. And I feel like most couples find their rhythm at that point because you've been together for a significant amount mm-hmm. of time in your marriage, but also you've like. You know, hey, this is this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna continue. We're gonna press forward. So I think sometimes it, it like it could be different from every couple, but it may not be your one. It may be your four. It may be your two. One of the things that I always tell uh, couples um, that I marry, B, you were at the at one of the uh, weddings that I did, and one of the things I told the couple um, was. When you when you think about mixing sand, or you, you have the, some couples mix sand, and some some couples do the candles, and it's symbolic of two different lives coming together. But when you think about that sand, and you're taking your sand, and you're taking your sand and pouring it into this one vase, you have to spend the rest of your time sifting through all of that stuff, all of your background, all that stuff you bring into it. But, to create your own. And sometimes it's going to be rough. Sometimes it's going to get hot. Um, mm-hmm. and, and at the end of the day, we had to rely on God and remember why he brought us together because he don't just bring you together mm-hmm. just so you could get married and have kids and then retire one day. He brings you get together for a greater purpose, just like he brought B and India together for she and I and what it, and the next thing that they're getting ready to do. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. Exactly. So you have to remember that there's a bigger hey, purpose. What are you doing? Hold on. God know what he did. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, and I kept telling him when we were going through like the thick of it, because we're in year six now and we had such a hard time this year. And I said, I really feel like we're supposed to be working through this stuff. Like, I feel like we can't get to the next level of whatever we're trying to do together until we get through this mud. Like right now we're just stuck. Um, And the first couple of years of marriage, they were hard, but I feel like it was just a lot of sweeping under the rug. Yeah. And so I feel like 2020, because we were in the house together so much, it was like... Everything got highlighted. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Everything was like, hey, you thought you swept me under the rug? Hey, here I am, big fella. Yeah, I'm back yeah. to get you. I'm coming to yeah. reclaim my time. Yeah. So I think that's what it was. But let me tell you, 
So I mentioned to you all right before we started that I stole something from you. Not really big, but I stole. It was a hell of an idea that I had to take. I had to lift it up off of you. Uh-huh. I saw Bradshaw write a post on his Instagram about nine years or, or was it eight years? I forgot nine. the point. I think it was nine years. You did a nine years. Both of you all did it, but I saw it on Bradshaw's IG and I'm like, ah, for our six-year anniversary, uh-huh. that's where the episode title came from. I'm doing six years, things we learned in the past six years. Hey. So I'm going to ask y'all this question All right. jointly. What's the one biggest thing? I know it's probably a lot. All right. What would y'all say the one biggest thing you've learned from being married nine years? Um, I would say the biggest thing is how to communicate with one another. Mm. Mm-hmm. And like so that. respectfully having conversations, even if it's heated, for me, it was learning to table conversation and walk away or say, you know what, Bradshaw, I'm upset right now. I can't really finish this, but I need some space. But let's come back together and do it another day. Mine was um, fight the problem and not each other. Because you're on the same team. Oh, oh that boy's a vibe today. I like hey, that. I like, that too. <laughs> I, I like both of them. You I'm, I'm going to write them down and put them on Instagram. <laughs> you fight the problem and, and don't fight each other. Because what ends up happening, when you end up fighting each other, we end up playing uh, tennis and we trying to, or, or ping pong. And one of us trying to win and spike on one another. And at the end of the day, neither one of us will win. Right. Because just because you, because the question becomes, do you want to be married or do you want to be right? Oh, oh my God. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh my God. Listen, right now, right now, I struggle with it. I think it was, it was, it may have been earlier today or yesterday or something. Something happened where she kind of just got on the skin a little bit. And it was about, I think it was about my health. First of all, let me tell you about women. They always want to tell you when you feel bad and when you don't feel bad. I know my body. If I'm sick, I'm going to let right. you know I'm sick. I don't need you telling me I'm sick. So I'm doing my right. thing. She was like, oh, you coughed again. I think you need some more medicine. I'm like, nah, like I'm good. No, you do. You need to take take this, take that. You know what I did, bro? I took it. I, I, I took it. Because at the end of the day, like... It's medicine. It can't hurt me. I don't want to argue. I give me the dang, give me the medicine. I'm gonna take it. Well, first of all, you don't even know what you're talking about because I'm never recommending medicine. What I'm recommending vitamins. is tea and vitamins yeah. and fruits okay. and vegetables. And that's what he has an issue with. And He'd yeah. rather go take some Robitussin <laughs> his fruits and vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> But the kicker with all that is, once I took the vitamins that she recommended, I was taking them the right way. She was taking the same vitamins she recommended me to take and was taking them wrong. And then we had to go back like, now I win. I won after all. (laughs) It was was cod liver oil. It was cod liver oil vitamins because it's supposed to help your immune system. It's the vitamin, not the actual oil. So it don't taste like anything. It's just the vitamin. But you're supposed to take it three times a day, and I was only taking it once because I didn't read the (laughs) I didn't read the back of the bottle. (laughs) Let me ask y'all this. Let me let me get back on topic though, because y'all brought up something that I that that made me think. Right? Did y'all read the five love languages? Let me tell you the first time (laughs) I heard about it though. It's funny. The first time I heard about it was from um, 
Pastor Wilcox. Not Wilcox. What's my boy's name? Wheel the Thrill. We did marriage council on Wheel the Thrill from outside. Oh, um, his last name is Wilcox. He did. <laughs> we we did the the group marriage Cox. counseling. Michael Cox. Okay. Yes. What's his wife's name? Okay. Andrew Cox. Well, Andrew Cox. That is. Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. it. That's it. So, uh, anyway, I started to say, what is your love language? Okay. So, mine is words of affirmation yes. and gifts. What else? Okay. And acts of service. Hers, hers is quality time. Uh, in touch mm-hmm. and words of affirmation. And words of affirmation. <laughs> okay, okay. See, I, like I said, first time I heard about it, it was like, man, like I, I, I ain't, I ain't doing this because I felt like that I didn't need a book to tell me how I needed to be loved, but right. I needed a book to tell me how she needed to be loved, and that's something you said earlier, like getting out of my own way and realizing that. Everything that I'm doing is not so much because of me. It's more to learn how to be a better husband and a better person in a relationship. Yeah, yeah, that's real. And I, I had to learn that, B, uh, because I was, I wasn't, I didn't grow up in an affectionate home. So, you know, my dad and my brother, we we check each other, you know, to show our love. We <laughs> fight, we wrestle. I mean, we still do it today. We still, you know, do that. So for me, affection was hard. You know, just, you know, sitting on the couch or being in public holding hands, you know, I'm like, okay, you you know, I love you. Okay. That's understood in my mind, but I had to realize that I can't love you the way I want to love you. I need to love you the way you need to be loved and in, mm-hmm. in, in the way that that's to you. So that was hard for me. Yeah, that was hard for me. So in a sense, to a degree, she had to teach me how to love her and had, had to teach me how to love in general. Um, because initially I was showing her love from my love language. Mm-hmm. So like, if you're going to throw me a birthday party, like I like the birthday parties. I like the big stuff. I like the gifts. And I was doing that for her. And she was like, that's cool, but you can just take me on a trip <laughs> or we can just spend time together. So I had to learn how to love Catching flights. Yeah. Catching flights. Catching flights. Pack your bags. I feel like he's still learning. <laughs> I feel, I because he used to get mad all the time when I would tell him that. I would be like, "You keep doing all this stuff, but it's not even what's important to me. Like, it's nice. I like it. Thank you, but like, I get so mad at him when he doesn't give me a birthday card. He'll buy like the most expensive oh, thing. Shit, I need to go buy one. But I want a birthday card, and I want to yeah. read your words in the card. Like that's right. honestly like that's probably like the most important thing. He he'll do all this stuff, and I'm like, well, where's my birthday card? <laughs> <laughs> so it's the little things that you value. That's that's the key, I think. It's it's not about what you can, what you know for yourself, but it's what do you, what is your spouse or your significant other value? What's important mm. to them? So what may be important to her, valuable for her, is monumental. So that birthday card means something. For me, it's like, let's just go somewhere on a trip that I can get away and then come back and enjoy myself. 
The day I learned that, let me tell y'all this story. The day I learned that, it was early in our marriage. And I had given her a substantial amount of money to go shopping. Big stacks. I gave a, I gave a stack. <laughs> go shopping. And so I'm like, bro, India you know this story. You know this. And, I do. I and do. I'm like, I just, I just gave you a stack. You're good. Y'all go out, y'all shop, do your thing. Because I like clothes. I like fashion. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm like, okay, cool. She came back home. We got into an argument. And she said, <laughs> I, didn't, I don't want the money. That's not what's important to me. And I was like, well, hell, give me my money back. We can refund. Because it was a stack. But in that moment, I realized what I wanted or what I would have, you know, what I thought was good and was showing her love wasn't really, it was good. And she went and she went and bought clothes. Yeah, she, she spent it. But I learned in that moment, you know, is more to her than just what I would want her to have. So, yeah. Yeah. And even, I feel like that's also been a lesson for me last year. Cause I think, I feel like I used to just buy Barrett stuff just because I wanted him to have it. And I feel like this was the first year, like for Christmas, I really, I was like, okay, what is he into now? Like, what what can I buy him that it that I feel like he is truly going to like? Because I feel like I would buy him stuff, and he would just be like, oh, gee, thanks. <laughs> and I'd be like, do you not like it? <laughs> like, what's the thing? It's a really nice right. gift. <laughs> right, but right. I, I was like, well, and then part of, like, I guess our healing for this year was us having to get to know each other all over again. I was like, yeah. y'all don't know each other. You got to get to know each other again. So I was like, let me just start paying attention to him. And that was another thing he used to complain about. Like, you don't, he, he used to say, you're not interested in any of the things that I'm interested in. Um, Which was, I guess, I mean, to a certain extent, some of it was true. Like, I'm not interested in sports. I love um, But I feel like right. it, that was really important to him. Because, like, this year for Christmas, he was like, this is like the best Christmas you've ever done for me. <laughs> but it was because I was like, let me let me just try to like look and see what he what he's into right now. <laughs> yeah. And, and sometimes it's just simply about supporting, even if you don't get all the way into it. Just knowing that your partner in crime is there with you and can ride with you um, and just showing some interest. Um, and I, I mean, we had to learn that, too. Yeah, I, mean, it's, I had to step into his world and be comfortable with that and support him and be there like, all right, I can get down with this. Even though this is not my thing, I'll go right. with you. you know? And he had to do that, too. We have to do that for our kids, our daughter. We have to step into her world, what she likes to do. Mm. That that's a good point. Like even with kids, you know, you got to kind of conform to the person that they need you to be at the time. Um, I think sometimes we do project our likes and our even our fears and even our beliefs on our partner and expect them to pick them up and just run with them. And it's unrealistic expectations for everybody. I don't think that we can um automatically do that and then put those type of expectations on each other. It's just too much. But that's also a good point because we also do that with our kids too. So it's kind of like with sports, Blake has so many little t-ball stands or whatever, but it's because Barrett comes from a baseball family. Um, that was like right. a big thing. And me personally, I don't even 
I mean, I'm not going to rule it out. He may be good at sports, but I think that Blake is going to be very artsy fartsy. <laughs> like, I think that he is, because just like, just looking at the way that he interacts with things. And so I just told Beard, I was like, let's just let, let, let's just let him show us what he wants. Let him express interest to us. Yeah. So that we're not like we we want you to do this because we love it so much. <laughs> Speaking of though, now I'm gonna come back full circle around too. Right. Speaking of kids, since we are here now, when it came to having baby two, how did that conversation look? Did y'all discuss it? Did y'all talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> the faces. Bruh. All right. So I was. I was good with let me just be honest. I was good with one. We had I had master one. And I was like, okay, we cool. This is early on in our marriage, right? And I was like, okay, cool. Mastered it. We rolling, we vibing, we traveling. You know, it's easy, right? So I was good. And she was like, no, she needs a playmate. She needs somebody who we don't want her to grow up alone. I was like, well, she got cousins and she's going to have friends in the world. You know, it's, you know, me and you not going anywhere. We're going to be here for a long time, you know, so we good. And so she kept, you know, persisting, you know, we need to have two. And there were other people, you know, you know, when are you going to have, you know, kids? And that's another thing, you know, don't let people put pressure on you because you never know what people are going through. We went through, you know, things that we didn't put in the public right. that, you know, well, wow, we couldn't have kids. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so at one point we went, let me tell y'all a story. We went to Gatlinburg. Okay. Went to the mountains. Okay. And I was saying at one point, because as men, we want to be providers. We want to be sure that we're good, on, the family's good, that we can thrive and we don't have to struggle. So we were talking about it. And I said, well, if we do X, Y, and Z, then let's talk about it. She was like, no, I want to do it now. We need to do it now. And so we, we started going back and forth. And I was like, no, if we're going to have a kid, a second kid, we need to do this, this, and this. And she yep. wasn't thinking, you know, in the, the logically or logistically like I was. She was mm-hmm. just thinking, I just want to have another kid because she liked mm-hmm. kids. She's naturally good with kids. So we were in a restaurant and just going at it. Like <laughs> we were going at it back and forth. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's the rush, bro? Like she too. But I did like something you said earlier. I do think it's value in not waiting too long because I still want to have that jovial feel with my son. I want to be able to go run outside, do push-ups with him on my back, son and our daughter, whatever we whatever we are blessed with having, if we decide to have another one. Uh, yeah. But whatever the case is, um, I do think it's value in that too. My partner, another one of my friends, Cece. He told me, like, man, listen, don't be the 45 year old daddy because he said, I'm gonna check you. He said, You think I'm, I'm gonna check the uh, hell out of you? I said, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just gonna say, but you know, to bring a resolve, I had to realize that I was being selfish, you know, mm-hmm. in that moment. And you know, it was a bigger picture to it. And you know, at the end of the day, I figured, okay, it's not so bad. You know, I was just doing based, I was making a decision based on what I wanted. And but my limit was two. I was like, we're two and we're done. Um, 
Two and three. And two and through. Two, two and, and through. through. Yeah, we were we were always in agreement on that. Yeah, two and through. But, <laughs> and it's one of those things where, two, you just have to compromise. Something that we always have to do. So it was one of those give and take things. And so I, I just had to get out of myself and, and really look at the bigger picture. Yeah, and things seem to be working out just fine because, man, little B's over there quiet as can be. Y'all are amazing parents for that. Amazing. My man is already cool, hanging out. Cool, man. He's real chill, baby. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. So another quick question for you. Now, India, a huge component, the huge component of therapy. Do y'all think there's a place where therapy and the church can coexist? And let me tell you why I ask. Because growing up in Mississippi from the South, we got our parents and be like, therapy, what's that? Like, just pray it away. Like, you don't need no therapy. You don't need to talk to anybody. That's why you have God in the word. But do you think there's some space where those two things can exist together? They must exist to, together. Um, because uh, just, just as we believe God and we see healings in the Bible, we all still have a primary care physician. Mm-hmm. We still wear seatbelts. Mm-hmm. We still put alarms on our cars and in our homes. And we, some of us still, we got, we, we got, you come up in here, we got something that's going to hold you. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. You better We're be ready. Be real holy. <laughs> proud boys ain't the only one out here proud. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. But, 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 but you do because there, even if you read scripture and this is not a Bible study, there's an instance in the Bible where um, Elisha was depressed there, there is depression in the Bible. There are instances where depression is in the Bible, but hmm. you have to because a lot of what we're seeing, we're dealing with mental illness like we've never seen before. Yes. We're dealing with, you know, yes. depression and things like that like we've never seen before. So we, you have to have another coping mechanism, somebody that can help you just walk through it. It's just like having a mentor or somebody you go confide in. You have to have another component, and I'm a big advocate for it, regardless of if it's relationship therapy for a relationship, uh, therapy for your mental state and your mental health, any of it, man. Nothing's wrong with it. You ain't going to hell because you got a therapist. None of that. (laughs) I told someone, I was talking to someone older, and they were like, no, you just need to pray about it. And I was like, God gave us these therapists to use. He get, he gave us tools and resources. Like he there there's reasons why all of this stuff exists. Use it. Cuz right, right. I'm in therapy by myself right now. Um Right. Right. And I was just like, well, I got some stuff I need to work through. I had been praying about it. I felt like my answer was therapy. Right. Mm. Right. And, and that's real. That's real because the Bible says that faith without works is dead. Yes. So once I get done praying, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta put some faith behind my prayer. You gotta activate what I just prayed for. You know what I'm saying? It's like sowing your seed. You know, like you just can't go out there and plant a seed and expect it to grow. What you gonna do behind it, man? So I'm with it. I'm with yeah, it. Absolutely. And I, I'm a. We are big advocates for it. If you need therapy, man, go to therapy. It's not. It's not taboo to go get therapy. You know, just like couples no, have mentors. You know, you go to God about your marriage, but we have mentors. 
mentors. You have mentors mm-hmm. for your careers. Your careers. You have mentors. We have mentors about our finances, people, you know, who are where we, you know, want to go and who even we want to succeed. Um, and we ask questions. But the Bible talks about money, too. But still, we we got people who are walking this thing out. So therapy. Absolutely. Right. 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 Yeah, I feel like everybody has a has a part in the plan, a, a part yeah. in this world. Um, and so it's our job to use those people, mm-hmm. <laughs> what they specialize in. Exactly. Good, good, good. Well, listen, I won't, I won't continue to hold you guys up too much long. It didn't seem like we were talking for a good long time. Yeah, we're good. So, yeah. India, good, good, good. So, let me, look, I'm, I'm going to let y'all do the honors. So, oh, uh, I have no, one sorry. more question. Go ahead, go ahead girl. I, I need to cut it off. Unless, keep going. Unless I've asked this question nah, already. No, keep going. My bad. So, if you're, if you're talking about a couple that wants to get more, I guess, spiritually connected, with mm-hmm. each other. That's pretty good. What would be a good place for them to start? I think a good place to start is simply having a discussion and saying, what are your individual hopes of where you want to go, where you want to, how you want to grow spiritually, right? And then mm-hmm. something right. as simple as just a prayer in the morning or prayer in the afternoon or evening, whenever it's feasible for the two of you to do is a good start. Because you're in alignment with one another, you're praying to God about you know whatever it is. It be it could just be as simple as just Lord, just get us through this day. But it's a connection that you have outside of the physical, outside of all the other parameters of marriage that you can come together and build a solid foundation. Yeah, I think that's good. Um, the the other thing I what I say is have a conversation and just say, you know, talk about where you are and where you want to go in your faith and where you are in your faith and where you're trying to go. And then do something as simple as saying, um, what we're going to do is we're going to make sure each other's straight. I'm going to pray for you and you pray for me. All right. And we go from there. If you read a scripture, let me know what scripture you read and I'll read it. And, And maybe we'll have a discussion about it. Right. Mm. Um, and then like also and, and and just really crawl for you for your walk. Right. It doesn't have to be this elaborate stuff. There it just is. find your niche. And then it, it can even go so far to say, all right, what service are we gonna watch today? Like what church what what kind of message do you like? What kind of preacher speaks to you? Like do you like you know dope. Joel Osteen? Do you like a Bishop Walker? Do you like a T.J. Or whatever your faith is, because I, I don't want to assume that everybody is of the Christian faith. So whatever your faith is, just really talk about where what speaks to you. And then once you agree upon that, OK, this is what we're going to do on Sunday morning for an hour. We're going to pull it up on YouTube or, or whatever. And we're going to this is what we're going to do. It's going to be our time together. Yeah. And just like, man, taking it, it one step at a time. One step, One at, a step time. at a time. And you know what else, too? I think that's why it's important to know yourself before you start <clears throat> aligning with somebody else as well, too. Like, you know what you right. like. Because once you start aligning yourself with other people, they may influence what you like. And all along, you really want to be over here with Joe Osteen, but now she want to be over here with Bishop Walker. It's like, ah, but I'm really stuck in the middle. But in your heart of hearts, you still want to be over here. So I think it's important. Even before you take the step to get married and be one with each other, it's important to know yourself and know what you want as an individual. 
Right. You got to. You got to. No, I was just, just going to say, I also think that it comes with time. Granted, I feel like couples are getting married a lot later in life now. Um, so they probably already established their faith and their routines yes. and, you know, all of that kind of thing. And it's easier for you to say, hey, this is what I like. This is, you know, how I like to worship God or whatever the case may be. Um, but when you get married young, like I did, like I met married when I was 19. Too young. We got married. Well, I got married. I was 23 when we got married. So... I would I wouldn't say like back then I definitely didn't have it all together. Like my my relationship with God and the things that I wanted to do spiritually were not where it should have been. Um so that's something that is having to grow as we get older. <laughs> no, that's real. And 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 here's the thing. What you, what we are doing when, when you get married Five years after you get married, you're not married to the same person because we are all mm-hmm. evolving. We're all becoming. Mm-hmm. When we talk about when you come to the altar and I say the two become one, we have to remember that the word become is a verb. It's still active. And just because you're in yeah. covenant or an agreement there does not mean that that's it. We are constantly in a state of becoming and evolving. So you're coming into the faith or growing, let me say that, growing into our spirituality, we're going to continuously always grow, even as we get older. So even in college, you know, I didn't have it all together. You know, I was in church and, you know, doing my thing. I was still at the parties with B. We were still doing our thing. Yo to the you road! Know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Um, But I didn't have it together, but I had to grow and evolve. And and that's all it is. And it's not forcing something upon another person. Just because you may feel like Mm -hmm. to anybody who's listening, just because you feel like you're in a certain space, don't always feel like your spouse or your mate has to be right there. You got with that person for a reason. Give them that space and grace to grow. Daddy, I'm going to end it right there. I ain't going to say nothing else. I ain't going to say nothing else. (laughs) But I am going to say this. Thank you guys for being great. Like I said, thank you guys for being an amazing couple. Um, A pillar in the community, some may say. Um, But (laughs) now I'm going to ask you, Bradshaw, tell the people where they can find you if you want to be found. Yo, y'all can hit me up on Instagram. Instagram at thisisbradshaw. Hit me up, follow me, let's rock together. You don't have to be, uh, you know, you know, a holy roller and all of that. It's all good, you know. It's all good. Just if you want to hit me up, Instagram at this is Bradshaw. Instagram, this is Bradshaw T. Yes, you're gonna find me on Instagram at Lady Tanisha Michelle, so you can find me there um, and on Facebook as well. Tanisha Bradshaw. There it is. There it is. Like, like my man Bradshaw said, man, it's a regular person. Hit him up. Holler at him. Super regular. Listen, this is my line brother. I know what he been through. I ain't going to say it out loud. <laughs> Don't worry about it. We know the vibes. India, India, tell the people where they can find you. India.Marie. India.Marie. There it is. You can find me at Love 1911 on all social platforms. Be sure to follow She and I podcast on Instagram. Leave us a message at sheandipodcast at gmail.com. And thank y'all again. But like we always do about this time, it's been real. It's been fun. She, 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 I, she, I, she, I, 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 I